0: Hello, everyone. Today, you just have Jake, and I'm going to be doing a little mini-sode for you, or mini-episode, and today I'm going to be discussing New Mutants, and this is the last film in Fox's X-Men franchise, and I think the best way to describe this film is if Dark Phoenix was the nail in the coffin of the franchise in terms of failing to deliver on expectations... This film represents the six feet of dirt piled on top of it. Um, uh, I'm going to give a little background into the film and the production of it, which is a little, a little troubled here and had to deal with the Marvel Disney uh, buyout. Oh, excuse me, Marvel Fox buyout. But I, I leveled this complaint before against Fox and some other studios. To me, Dark Phoenix and this film New Mutants are the best examples of why Fox was not the right steward of this franchise and it's so sad because they started off so strong with those first Brian Singer films and then really ever since New Mutants, excuse be not New Mutants, since X-Men The Last Stand or X-Men 3, it's just been so uneven and the only time they've ever really been able to have success is when they leaned on Hugh Jackman and they failed to build out the rest of the mythology in that universe and they really paid the price for it. Uh, I mean, they should have been... <clears throat> Yes, they're part of Marvel, but the X Men universe is so large, it in of itself could be been a fully shared universe. They could have done what Marvel did and they had a head start, and they were trying to with the Wolverines, with the Wolverine film, and they were trying to do a Magneto X Men Origins film, and they were trying to build it out. They just, at the end of the day, they didn't either have the ambition, skill, or resources, and, and it's sad. So that was a long winded way of saying I was disappointed by this film, uh, New Mutants. Um, now as for the actual how it performed and everything, it was made for a budget between 67 and 80 million dollars. It only had a box office of forty-six point seven million. Ooh, that's awful. I mean, X-Men films were doubling that, tripling that in opening weekends for a long time, and now it only made forty-six point seven in the entire film. Part of that, I think, is that it failed to brand it correctly brand itself as an X-Men film, just being New Mutants. Dark Phoenix it did the same thing. You really need X-Men in that title to get your casual fans, and those are the ones who are going to help really drive success. Okay. And in terms of uh, reception, so it didn't do well in the box office. It didn't do well um, in terms of p- with the fans, with the critics either has a 35% run on tomatoes, and it didn't make any movement with the fans. There is not a cult following for this. There is not an outpouring of support for this film. It is just a disappointment. And that is really harsh. But some of the issues, I think one of the reasons why this film is so disappointing is the fact, is the production. And so just quickly taking a a, a step back, this film on paper looks like it could be great and should be great. I refer to it as a paper tiger. It, it looks great. It has all the looks, sound, and feel of a great movie. But at the end of the day, it just does not deliver. And so the background here on the film is that well one the new mutants are literally the JV squad of the X Men they are the students of the X Men in the comics who as they get older slowly become X Men but they are literally the feeder system they are the farm system if it's a you're a baseball fan they're the farm system of the X Men that's the best way to think where they're the minor leagues and a lot of them have really strong connections to the X Men their stories interweave all the time they have a lot of similar enemies so you're able to pull. From that X-Men well In terms of characters, stories Which gives you a leg up On top of that, in terms of the talent And cast and crew behind the cast It looked pretty good on paper You had Josh Boone who was a young up and coming director You had um, Lauren Shuler Donner and Simon Kimberg Producing it Who were both part of a lot of the successes And failures of the other X-Men films But still more so the successes It was being written by Josh Boone, who was also the same director, and then the cast was incredible. You had Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Heaton, Alice Braga, and then Blue Hunt and Henry Zaga. I I believe Blue Hunt is a relative newcomer. I think Henry Zaga has been in something else, but I'm not familiar with him. Uh, But it's a diverse, young, talented cast. Everyone was excited for it. The film was initially pitched as the first in a trilogy of horror films, and which I thought was great. One thing we talked a lot about with comic book films and one of the things I like that Marvel, Disney's Marvel does so well, is give different views, whether it's Ant-Man being trying to be a heist-slash-family film, whether it's Captain America 2 being a spy thriller, or in some of the films that are just straight-up comic book films... I think comic book films will continue to thrive as long as they try and do different things with the genre and the medium. And to me, what I liked about this film or the way it was positioned was it was supposed to be tapping into the horror element, which is something we haven't really seen done outside of the Hellboys and Blades of the world, I think, successfully. Now, some of the issues with the production itself. It was pitched as a horror film and apparently right before the production, when in production, the studio neutered it for a better lack for for lack of a better word they removed a lot of the horror horror elements of it i would say for better or worse for here i'd say it seems pretty clearly worse and they ended up making a more standard kind of haunted house parent as more standard grounded comic book film for i mean what a grounded comic book film looks like i guess that's kind of a a moving target but they, they decided to move away from the horror aspect. Then either right when the film was done filming or right before it was done filming, It Part One came out and was a huge success. Broke tons of box office records. as an R-rated film. It was fo- focused on young kids. And apparently Fox Studio went back to Josh Boone and said, hey, you know what? We actually do want the horror elements. We do want to invest in that. Let's do it. So now Boone's being forced to put the reshoots back in And that's before they were going to do reshoots. And I think it was require more money because it was more than just traditional pickup shots and and finishing things out. They wanted to add in more elements, add in some more horror storylines. And then as they're preparing to do that, Fox is actually sold. Fox sells X-Men back to Marvel and Disney. And then for a while it was in limbo where they didn't know Marvel didn't know if they were going to finish it. And so a year later, Marvel finally decides that they'll let Boone finish it with whatever vision he wants. And they say they gave him the budget to, to finish it out. But let's be honest, it probably was a paltry sum compared to what he wanted. It was probably just enough to finish it out because Marvel and Disney would rather release the film. It was a distressed asset they bought and they would rather spend an extra $20 million in this case to make $46 million. I don't know if that math works out, but I, they also could have done it just to show how bad the film was and to kind of rub Fox's nose in it a bit. Um, but I don't believe they would do that because they're also then making some actors and directors look bad. And that's pretty spiteful and a very expensive, spiteful move. So that's probably not it. It was probably just they thought they could make more money just finishing it. So just, so just taking a step back, the several huge directional shifts in this film very late in the game from right before they filmed to mid-production to post-production. And... Good general rule of thumb, while there are some exceptions, and World War Z is one of them, films with troubled productions, more often than not, are troubled because the film isn't good or something isn't working. So there, there, there may be a reason here. Okay. That was the background of the film. That took way too long. I'm trying to speed this up here. In terms of the New Mutants themselves, as I said, they are a part of the X-Men universe. I'm not the biggest fan of them because when I started reading them in the 90s, they actually didn't that title didn't exist anymore. They'd been rebranded as X-Force and they've actually that group of mutants has since gone on to become X-Men and kind of disperse, but the New Mutants as a title and as a group and as popularity didn't really exist when I was younger. So I was really more so into the X-Men themselves. And then there's a team called Gen-X or Generation X in the comics that I was more interested in and they were actually it was basically the next generation of new mutants and it was some of their younger siblings, but I won't go into all that. Where I'm going with this is you, everyone knows I love comic, comic book fans. I love the X-Men films, but where I'm going with this is I didn't have the same type of love for this. So I actually went in with low expectations and not in terms of I expected to be bad, but I, there wasn't a lot as expecting. It wasn't saying, Oh, I needed this and that, or I really hope they do this storyline or show this character from the comics. Uh, so I went in with low bar, a low bar to clear and the film just completely tanked. It, it, was, it was such a bummer. Um, it, it didn't work. And it was disappointing because, as I said before, it on paper had all these things that really should have worked. And, and none of them happened. So first, we'll talk about Josh Boone. He's a great director. He did A Fault in Our Stars, which is a film I actually saw, really, really enjoyed. And that was his first major film. And this was his second, like five years later. And I didn't realize that at the time. Or before doing the research on this, I thought he'd done a lot of different movies. So I really liked the Fault in Our Stars. I thought he did a great job directing that. I know there are some mitigate. I know there's like some maybe forces outside his control here in terms of production, the, the Fox selling X Men back, so on and so forth, it being such a huge hit and changing their mind. There are a lot of forces outside his control here, but at the end of the day, he's, he's the director, he's responsible for the final product. It's his name uh, on the package or on the product. And he just didn't deliver. And I, I'm i not blaming him. I still think he's going to be a great director, but you got to lay, him the, lay the blame at his feet. I think there's plenty of blame to go around, but for a lot of reasons, this just didn't work. Um, a little more on him. I always kind of envisioned him as the next Edgar Wright, or Ryan Johnson. Now I'm worried. I don't think he's the next Josh Trank, but he may be getting there. I, I I want to see a good piece of work from him soon because I'm just very disappointed with this film. Uh now, in terms of the cast and the characters, really young, really talented, really diverse cast. You got, they have some LGBT LGBTQ characters, and they actually had them, instead of just being lip service or some background storyline, like they do in Star Trek and some of the X-Men films, or it's only alluded to, or innuendo, they actually, it's a topic, and I give them credit for diving in there and actually... Dealing with that, to- dealing with that topic, and it's it's great. They do a great job with it, um, and I think the film deserves a lot of credit for that. It does do some things well, and I think it is trying to evolve the the storyline or the medium in a few ways. But it's just a, some of the things don't work. And so, as I said, they have this great cast. Blue Hunt is Danny Moonstar. Maisie Williams is Ron Sinclair. Anya Taylor Joy as Liana Rasputin. Um, Henry Zaga as sunspot charlie heaton is sam guthrie alice braga is dr cecilia rays and then adam beach is william lone star it's a great cast and the problem is there's just no chemistry between any of them uh it it just doesn't work it's very disappointing and then as i mentioned before they have the x-men franchise that's something that should be working for it with that pool of stories and characters to, to to tap into and they chose Demon Bear, which is a, a kind iconic storyline, one of the few I knew, and I liked it. And I didn't have high expectations about it, but it, they didn't do it properly. It didn't work. And the biggest problem with the Demon Bear thing is they referenced within the film a much more interesting villain who's Mr. Sinister, and he is easily the biggest villain not to appear in any of the movies, and he's been alluded to in some of them, um, namely the... The third Wolverine film, I believe is alluded to in the second Wolverine film as well. Um, He was alluded to in the third X-Men first class film. He's been alluded to a lot and he would have been the better villain. And apparently at one point in the script, he was the villain or he had a bigger role or a cameo. And that's what's missing from this film, honestly. I'm not saying that would have fixed it all, but the Demon Bear storyline, the villain in that is a little opaque, abstract, and they didn't do a good job Tapping into that and describing it in this film, I think they could would have done would have been better served with a more tangible, direct villain. And then the last thing was, uh, what they had going for it was there should have been this great horror motif, and at the end of the day, the film wasn't scary. They're just, the setting, there's no tension, there's no atmosphere, there's some jump scares and some things that maybe make you feel uncomfortable, but it's just, it's not a scary film. Uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I think what happens is the, calen- the, ta- the cast, the talented cast I think, was betrayed by a weak script. Poor characterization. I think uh, they're still trying. I mean, Blue Hunt, Henry Zaga, and Maisie Williams, I think, all do a great job. I think the rest just really struggle. Uh, they fail to shine because of the material they're given. I mean, what's next for New Mutants? Do I think they'll rear their head in Marvel? I think they'll be part of Faggy's Phase 2 rollout. Uh, phase 2 of the X-Men rollout, which I think is going to be at some point that we're talking phase five here, phase six in the Marvel universe. They need to establish the X Men first, get them set up, and then you can build these characters in. Um, I think in two or three movies down the road, when you're just like Kefey is cycling out old talent for new talent now. I think you could do that with the New Mutants later on. So, I don't think this is the end of these characters. I think we'll see them again in other movies, but I think it's going to be a while, which is a bummer. Okay, um, let's wrap this up now. End of the day. New Mutants for me, it's a 2 out of 10. I want to give it more, but there's just there's not enough to like. The only thing it has going for it is a talented cast, and very good-looking, and that it's mercifully short. The, the, that's really it. Outside of that, it's an action horror film that has some soulless CGI action, jump scares that don't last, or don't work, failure to have a great villain, failure to develop the chemistry between the team, and didn't have a single memorable action sequence. It's just a dud. My hope is that everyone in this film, including the director, the producers, everyone involved, go on to do better things. And my hope is that these characters can go on to do better things, and this uh, IP can be produced better with Marvel, hopefully down the line. (sighs) All right. And I think it's time to wrap it up here. That is New Mutants. I'm giving it a 2 out of 10. Do not watch this film. Thank you, everyone. It's Jake signing off. Okay, I realized that I probably won't have a chance to have this conversation for a while. Um, so I want to quickly explain a few of the reasons why I think the Fox X Men franchise failed to reach the heights of the Avengers franchise and some of the things they could have done, namely, to, to be more successful. First mistake they had was an over-reliance over-reli- on Wolverine. He's definitely one of, the, one of, if not the most popular character from the comics, but he is by no means the dominant character in the comics. Storm, Gambit, Nightcrawler. Gene Gray, even Cyclops all have their fan fan bases. And it was just, it blew my mind how they failed to develop any of those characters. And you just see it in the films. And the first one, they they kind of try, but for starting with X2 and beyond, they really just lean, the whole story revolves around Wolverine. And for better or worse, I mean, I know some people don't like the Scarlet Witch Envision character and think they get too much time in Infinity War and Civil War, but now they have their own show. And, and sometimes you got to lay the groundwork. It, Marvel does it, they don't do it perfectly and some movies suffer by introducing characters and trying to lay down the rough road of their story. It kind of affects other things. But at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think they have done it the best and where I'm going with this is Fox just didn't put in the work to develop these other characters and then you become solely reliant on one character and one actor, Hugh Jackman. And yeah, Marvel was reliant on Downey Jr. But as I said before, they have billion dollar films without him. So it wasn't the same type of, I'd say, dependency. The other character they just could not. That the bigger issue I think is because Wolverines and most of the most X Men teams and uh, iterations of whatever form it takes, whether on uh, video games, comic books, TV, movie. So he's popular. He should be there. Magneto using him as a villain in every film, and then for the last half of the films, always having him start out as a villain, then become a hero at the end, or vice versa. They, they did that in pretty much all of the films. And it just, it doesn't work. You can't have the same hero. You can't have the same character flip-flopping back and forth. One, it's just bad storytelling. Two, there's so many other villains. And Magneto isn't a part of every X-Men story. But to have him be part of, of Apocalypse, and it just, it didn't make sense. And Michael is a great actor, but if they had let him, they, what they should have done is leave him alone for a few movies and then bring him back. And then it would have meant more. And people would have been excited to see him. And Or they should have had him become an X-Men halfway through and just keep him on the X-Men. It, there's so many other things you could do. The third thing is they became way too reliant upon Jennifer Lawrence's mystique. Yeah, she was great in the movies, but she was never the most popular thing. She wasn't the most popular character of First Class. She was not the most popular. Uh, she was big and she was great in X2, but she wasn't that great. She was the best actress, yes, but not in those films. And they, they, and she was the one who wanted Kinberg to come back for Dark Phoenix. They started kowtowing to her, she, and Fassbender, and McAvoy all decided that if they were in a film, they all had to be. And you could just tell they were. It was the inmates leading the asylum, and the film really suffered for it. They felt like they were making films by like ad-libs, like, oh, we need this X amount of characters. Oh, we really want these three. Instead of making films that flowed organically and built from one storyline to the next like Marvel does, they just did it ad hoc, and it shows. And, and, and that's why they failed to have the same momentum as Marvel did. And those, I mean, I've named three sins there. And they all come down to the same thing. And ultimately, they're over-reliant on a few characters. They failed to develop these other characters. And now you see New Mutants come almost 20 years into their franchise, and it's already too late because they already sold off everything to their rival because they failed to develop it properly. So uh, for me... I think Fox is a great... They were a great studio, but their failure to adapt and capitalize on their IP showed, especially when they were really the first to the game. With yeah, Blade was great, and that came from a dimension, I believe, but the Fox films, and Spider-Man was great, but the Fox films, the X-Men franchise, that was huge. They were way ahead of the game. They were there before Nolan. They were there before Feige. And they ended up just getting lapped by everyone. And, and it's it's a disappoint, it's disappointing, but it's just the nature of the beast, so... I am sad. I love some of this Fox films. Uh, the first X-Men, X2, First Class, Days of Future Past, the uh, Logan. Those are some of the best films, I think, in the genre. Uh, specifically, X2, Days of Future Past, and Logan. I think those are really some of the better films in the entire genre. But then you've got some stinkers, man. I mean, X-Men Origins Wolverine is one of the worst films in the genre. Uh, X-Men Apocalypse is boring, which is weird. It's just not good. Dark Phoenix isn't good. This film, New Mutants, isn't very good. Um, then you have a couple that are in the middle, like the Wolverine, which is the second Wolverine film, and then X Men: Last Stand, um, and then New Mutants is good. I'll, I'll give New Mutants good, but it's just it's a mixed bag. And whenever you're making that many franchises, you can expect a mixed bag. But when you have more duds or as many duds as you do winners, that's a recipe for, for failure. And that is where you get to the point where you sell off your massive IP to your competitor and effectively shut down your studio, handing over 25 to 30% of the market share, just giving it away to your enemy. So, And that is what happened when they sold all the Marvel characters back to Disney. So there you have it. That is my reasoning for why these X-Men, why the X-Men franchise failed at Fox. They just failed to develop it. And all of that really comes down to it. They didn't understand that. Wolverine was the most popular character they had. They didn't realize how popular Gambit was. They didn't realize how popular Beast was. They didn't realize how popular Storm was or Rogue. Uh, and they just, they sat on it and they sat on that one character and it suffered. And there you go. That is Dr. Jake's diagnosis for why that film franchise failed. And this has now gone on far too long. If you're still with me, thank you. If not, God bless you. Have a good one. Quick correction uh, about... 45 seconds ago, I said, oh, New Mutants was good. I was referring to X-Men First Class. No, New Mutants stinks. I was referring to X-Men First Class being good. <laughs> Sorry about that. Goodbye for real this time.